Had a little steam music going there. As your dog jumps around on the couch. So, I wanted to wrap the video or the tip. Padibadu, he I talk like Joe Biden more and more every day. So, speaking of which, <laughs> he, uh, Joe had a press conference the other day where he laid out a plan that he was strongly advising President Trump to follow. One of the problems I had with that plan was take the last swig of my pop. One of the problems with that plan was most of it was were things that Trump had already done. Now, the liberal media and all their loving bias is all over Trump about the virus resurgence. Uh, right now he has his virus recovery team working on the new flare-up. Uh, Dr. Burks is in Texas on the ground collecting information, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. And the thing we're seeing is the number of cases is going up. The number of deaths is not. Now, I, I read a headline, didn't read the article, um, that they're seeing the virus in younger people and they're seeing it more severe. Now, I don't know if that means that the virus is more severe in younger people or if we're still talking about the, you know, uh, older, sicklier population. Because as we've seen, the media manipulates these headlines in the first, you know, maybe three or four paragraphs of an article. They're calling somebody fit and healthy. And then uh, you read, you know, like seven paragraphs in, and they were a 400-pound, 17-year-old, type 2 diabetic. Now, the other thing about Biden's press conference, uh, Trump tweeted out that he was reading, Joe Biden was reading the answers to the questions off a teleprompter, which means he was given the questions in advance and whatever supposed journalists were there were just asking questions 
uh, that he he was given ahead of time and whether they gave their questions to his staff or his staff passed out questions for them to ask I don't know but the whole thing was a dog and pony show evidently Uh, you know other things that he said Trump needs to do is put the Defense Authorization Act into effect to make uh, PPE for healthcare workers Um, been there done that bought the t-shirt literally PPE shirts were bought uh, through bought and made through the Defense Authorization Act uh, as well as you know the ventilators and all that stuff but anyways jobs numbers came in they were great I'll get to that in a minute Uh, Washington Redskins it seems like every year for the last five or ten years when we get close to the start of football season, this uh, can, this um, controversy about the name of the Washington Redskins come up comes up, and honestly, you know, look, I read somewhere that uh, they were named the Redskins after their first head coach uh, because of his red skin and I don't think he was Native American Uh, he just happened to you know have reddish skin could have been Irish with a sunburn for all we know Uh, anyways but that's something I read it doesn't matter because I think it's time for that team's name to change Um, you know tradition transmission it's not that big of an American tradition. And honestly, as bad as they've sucked, maybe they, they should change their name and people will forget how bad they were sucking. Um, but, you know, why not the Washington Warriors and keep the, you know, the proud Native American lo- logo? Uh, I read, you know, there was a Facebook post and uh, the, it was the news article that FedEx, the key sponsor of uh, the stadium, the FedEx stadium that the Redskins play in, is um, urging the team to change their name. Uh, and then another article I glanced at the headline and didn't get into. It said the Redskins may not be allowed to turn return to Washington if they don't change their name. Now, I, I think Dan Snyder owns the stadium, so I don't know how he would be barred from his own stadium. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Washington Warriors or something, well, I mean, there's already the Warriors basketball team, but I don't know why they're called that. Um... Their logo is the city of San Francisco. But, you know, the Washington Warriors, uh, what else could you name them? The Washington Lakota. I don't know, what what Native American tribe lived near Washington, D.C.? But, you know, you can name them all kinds of things. You know, uh, I mean, the Washington Bullets changed their name because of gun violence. Uh... 
political correctness. Like anybody cared about the Washington Bullets or Washington Wizards ever. But um, that's just something that's out there every year about this time. Uh, another thing I, I've just noticed, um, I, I shouldn't say I just noticed it, but I, I've been on this for a while. Uh, you know, Sandy Cortez is a cute girl, but cute woman. But with that exception, uh, you know, George Carlin used to have this uh, joke he would do where he would say, you know, most women that are pro-life are women you wouldn't want to have sex with anyways. I think that the roles have reversed and it's the conservative... When I look at these, like, women's marches... Or I look at, you know, CNN versus Fox. I look at Republican elected women versus Democrat elected women. The Republican women are, like, gorgeous and well-kept and, you know, uh, well-dressed. And the Democrat women, let's just say, aren't as uh, appealing to the eye. So that's just something I noticed. But I was watching uh, Kaylee McEnany's press conference. She did another awesome job handling the uh, press and their stupidity and their uh, ignorance. And then I was watching a, a little Sean Hannity tidbit, and I'd hardly ever watch Hannity anymore. But it was a three-minute interview with... Uh, the governor of South Dakota, and she's a, a very attractive woman. Uh, this young lady uh, that just got, uh, well, just won a primary in Colorado, who is a, uh, like, Q, supposedly a QAnon sympathizer, uh, pistol pack and restaurant owner. You know, she's a good looking woman, you know. So it's just kind of. Interesting. Uh, George Carlin may rot in hell, but uh, his his theory has uh, not proven correct in recent years. So um, I talked about the jobby jobs, jobby jobs. The economy is coming back. It all has to do with consumer confidence. It always does, but. And of course, the state's uh, starting to reopen uh, has a lot to do with it, of course. Uh, the headline from the Associated Press, U.S. Job, Jobs Surge, Trump Sees Sunshine, Biden No Victory Yet. The U.S. economy just posted the best single-month gain in history. And now we have a the nicest picture of Joe Biden they could find, not President Trump. Uh, U.S. unemployment is at the worst points, one of its worst points since the Great Depression. Both are true. Rep- as Republicans and Democrats 
fought to spin Thursday's jobs numbers to their advantage. Um, yeah, who cares about what Joe Biden said? Um, you know, deep on. See, they're trying to put a negative spin on this. Here we go. Deep uncertainty lies ahead, experts warn, despite record two, two months of record jobs growth. Now, this is true to an extent. There's a link in the description. You can read the rest of the article for yourself. With this virus and pandemic going on, it is uncertain. Um... There were, you know, um, after the 4 million jobs, 4 million plus jobs created in June. Let me look that up. Make sure I'm right. Yeah, 4.8 million jobs, so almost 5 million jobs. New business applications were also at a record high. Uh, You know, and instead of the press focusing on this, they tried to bring up, well, you know, there were 1.4 million unemployment claims this week. Uh, is that because bars are, and restaurants are being shut down in places like Texas and California? Uh, but what's his name? Munchen, Muchen. He pointed out that you know unemployment claims can lag behind. So the accurate number is the jobs created number. Um, you know, people may, this is my theory, not Munchen's, you know, people might wait till their savings is tapped out to get off their ass and file for unemployment. They might, Munchen said, you know, sometimes the system of the unemployment offices are behind because of the overwhelming situation with the virus. Um, Now here in Ohio, the governor is not ordering any new shutdowns, but right across the border, right across the border from me, Allegheny County, which is where Pittsburgh sits, they've closed bars and restaurants again. Uh, In Texas, bar and restaurant owners are now suing the state to reopen, saying it's not their fault that they followed all the mandates and guidelines and so on and so forth. So we have Dr. Burks uh, out there, you know, on the ground, all right, right. All the liberals love Dr. Burks. All the conservatives hate her. So she must be doing her job right. 
Um, so she's on the ground in Texas surveying the situation. The president and everyone else is strongly recommending that everybody wear masks out in public. Uh, I am not a fan of masks. I wear one for work because my employer requires me to. Um, Well, I'm self-employed technically, but the company I'm contracted with uh, requires me to wear a mask. So I do it. And, you know, I do it for the wellness and safety of my clients. So, you know, and it's not that big a deal. I mean, now today I was at a doctor's office with a family member and they didn't really have the air conditioning cranked up. And some of the staff at the doctor's office were not wearing masks. Uh, um, like back when they were back in the exam room with you or when they were less than six feet from you, they put a mask on, but if you were, you know, on the other side of the waiting room and they were at the desk, they didn't have on masks. So, but it's not that hard. I mean, you know, I got a little, started getting overheated and took my mask off in the doctor's office um, because, you know, frankly, you don't know what people are at the doctor's office for. They could be there for the virus. They could be there for AIDS. They could be there for cooties. You don't know. So, you know, I'm, I'm, put, I'm keeping a mask on. Uh, plus, you know, my mom's older. My stepdad's even older than her. You know, I got to protect them. So, uh, you know, I had my little mask on. Um, but aside from that, the jobs numbers are great. The experts are predicting an even better third and fourth quarter. Uh, the next set of jobs numbers will come out before the election. Uh, This is good for Trump because it's historically been if the incumbent president has a good economy six months before the election, he wins. Uh, In 2004 was the last time that this played a factor. The economy was bad. The brakes were beating the boys. But then six months prior to the 2004 election, like we had an ec- uh, just amazing economic boom and George W. Bush got reelected. So I think the same could be true for Trump. Uh, I hope and pray because I, I hate to see this nation regress into the economic stagnation of the Obama-Biden years we had the first time around. Um, and frankly, Biden won't be running that White House. His staff and his VP will be running it. Uh, even at this press conference, it was kind of sad. Uh, Biden was really struggling to stay with it even reading from a teleprompter and reading off things that Trump had already done and saying that he demands Donald Trump follow his orders. Um, But let's get into something else. I guess this is political too, but, you know, with the discussion of race and things in this country, 
we're going back, back, back far in history to erase uh, showbiz uh, mistakes. This is a list of 12 television shows that have had um, black face. These are kind of modern shows. Black face um, episodes pulled from syndication. What's this one? Tina Fey. 30 Rock. I didn't know they did that. June 22nd, four episodes of 30 Rock featuring Black Face have been removed from Hulu and Amazon Prime. They are also no longer available for purchase on iTunes. Uh, a letter obtained by Vulture, senior creator and star Tina Fey, addressed the episodes which aired between 2008 and 2012. So 30 Rock had blackface episodes and Tina Fey is a pretty progressive woman what's this show I don't recognize any of these actors community well that's why uh, let's see here Netflix and Hulu decide to remove a 2011 episode of community that includes blackface uh, in advanced Dungeons and Dragons Chan Ken Jong wears makeup to appear as a dark elf which Shirley calls a hate crime so they're playing the game Dungeons and Dragons and a guy paying himself to be a black elf there's two more actors I don't recognize Peep Show never heard of it uh, oh it's a British comedy okay on June 30th, Netflix opted to remove a 2004 episode of the British comedy Peep Show where Jez wears blackface. Don't think many Americans give a shit about Peep Show. What's this? The Office. Rather than lose the entire episode, The Office's, Office is now missing one scene featuring Black's blackface which has been edited out on Netflix and will no longer appear when the episode airs in syndication. Hmm. Here's one that surprises me. The Golden Girls. Hulu removed a 1988 episode of The Golden Girls because of a joke because of a joke that references blackface. In the episode, Rose, Betty White, and Blanche, Rue McClanahan, are wearing mud masks when they meet a black family, leading Rose to clarify, this is mud on our face, we're not really black. Well, that's, yeah, that's definitely not kosher with current standards scrubs scrubs had an episode removed because of blackface I'm not gonna read the story on all of them here's another actor I don't recognize the mighty boosh 
It's a British series. They had an episode where somebody was removed for blackface. Uh, who are... This looks like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the only way I knew that was because of... I saw the back of Danny DeVito's black... Or back... The back of Danny DeVito's bald head. Someday I'll learn to edit these videos and cut that shit out. Who's this? Little Britain. Little Britain. That's a BBC comedy. British broadcast company. With Bob and David. Never heard of that one. Is it a Netflix original maybe? It's... There's a sketch where co-creator David Cross is doing blackface. I don't, I, I, yeah, that's a Netflix original, evidently. What the hell is this? A lot of these I don't even recognize the people. Summer Heights High, 2070. Is one, or 2007. Yeah, in 2070... One of four comedy series created by Chris Lilly that have been dropped by Netflix. N never heard of any of that. Although it looks like there's a boy dressed up like a girl. Don't recognize these people either. The League of Gentlemen. Netflix removed the entire 1992 to 2000 British series maybe they removed it because it sucked <laughs> they're just using this blackface stuff as a an excuse well, if you want to read the whole story on why each episode was removed you can uh, look at that link in the description uh, something that caught my eye uh, that I'm not keen on uh, Politico has an article saying that Tucker Carlson is a possible candidate for the 2024 Republican nomination. Uh, the headline is Tucker Carlson in 2024 question mark. Republicans see a front runner. Now it recently came out that Tucker Carlson has the highest average viewership in cable news history, which is pretty phenomenal. Four, four million viewers on average per episode. That's like insane for cable news. Or the only thing that beats that is like a Donald Trump interview on a show. Maybe Donald Trump should go on Tucker's show. Um... So there's a you know rumor that he may parlay his TV perch into a presidential run. I, I can't see that. Uh, Republican strategists and conservative commentators and former Trump campaign and advisors, officials, blah, 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 are buzzing about Carlson as the next generation leader of Trump's movement. You know, I could see him as a leader of that movement that Trump has created inside the Republican Party. But 
the fact of the matter is Trump was an international businessman. He dealt with foreign leaders. So it was a different thing when he decided to run for president. And mind you, once again, people like Oprah Winfrey, who used to be Donald's friend, uh, and she abandoned him when he became a Republican to be elected president. Uh, she used to ag him on to run for president, uh, going back to the 1980s on her talk show and throughout the 90s. Um, because Donald Trump has always equaled ratings on talk shows. But, you know, Jesse Jackson... Al Sharpton were his buddies back when he was donating money and office space to their causes. Jesse Jackson gave him an award for helping black people get jobs on Wall Street. Um, you know, Trump, you know, has done a lot for the African American community. Uh, came out, you know, new. African-American jobs were at a, a new high or something like that, or they had a big increase. More women went back to work, um, you know, more Hispanics. All these people that Donald Trump supposedly hates are benefiting from his economic policies. Not to mention he's put more money towards historically black colleges than any president ever. Uh, his opportunity scholarships, opportunity zones, things that the media never talks about have all helped, you know, black and minority people. So, speaking of which, you know, we've had the, the riots and uh, cities uh, like Minneapolis uh, disbanding police departments and starting over. New York City cut their police budget by $1 billion. Now, Trump, in his uh, police reform executive order, put money aside for police departments that um, show improvement, that have good records when it comes to uh, police interaction with the community, and also put money in there for training. Uh, and he said that he would vehemently fight these cities that want to defund the police. And that was his way of fighting it, uh, according to Kay Kaylee McEnany. Uh, Ale well, Sandy Cortez, representative AOC, she said that New York City cutting the police budget by $1 billion was not enough. She paraphrasing her said that when we we said defund we mean defund so yeah the liberal lie that the media has portrayed has been that no we just want to cut their funding and put it into other community programs like sending counselors and psychologists to to answer police calls uh, instead of police officers and put it into community, you know, peace-loving education. Well, Sandy and her finite wisdom had let the cat out of the bag 
and said, no, when we say defund, we mean defund, which means take all the funding, which means no police. I mean, what are the cops going to do? Work for free and put gas in their own car, police cars? Buy their own bullets and guns? Come on. But a poll conducted, this is reported by The Hill, 68% of voters approve of the police over politicians and journalists. A majority of voters, 68%, approve of the police. A new Hill-Harris-X poll finds. Registered voters in the June 22nd, 23rd poll favored health care workers and police more than politicians and journalists. 94% said they would approve, they approved of the job of health care workers were doing. Well, no shit. Why is that even in a poll? But that's good. I mean, health care workers have become uh, the new heroes amid the virus outbreak. 62% approved of their local politicians. 59% approved of how journalists are doing their jobs. Well, they must not watch anything but CNN or something. I don't know. Uh, 59% approved of journalists. 56% said the same of their representatives in D.C. This is an odd poll. While the majority of voters overall said they approved of the job the police are doing, the poll found significant differences among age groups, racial and ethnic groups along party lines. Minority voters 35 or older gave the police high approval ratings between 70 and 90 percent, while just 40 percent of 18 to 34 year olds felt the same way. So I think the older you get, the wiser you get, and the less you believe this, you know, some of this baloney stuffings. You know, we all agree, everybody agrees. What happened to George Floyd should not have happened. And, you know, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Those uh, officers that murdered him will see justice. The same with the three crackers that killed Ahmaud Arbery. Um, you know, it's it just, the thing of it is, you know, when you talk down about police, you don't understand their, their job. Um, a, a friend of mine who passed away of uh, cancer a few years ago, was a police chief and he took a lot of ridicule in our little town and get my stogie stoked up here again he used to tell me, you know, Johnny, everybody hates the police until we're coming through the door. And what he meant by that is, 
everyone hates the police until the, you have to call on them to come save you. And that, I, I feel it's very, very true. Uh, you know, this you know thing that happened in Seattle with Chaz uh, was ridiculous. And you saw what happened when there's no police to, to protect people and provide law and order. You had people decide that they were the pseudo-police, I guess you would call it, uh, and they were going to arm themselves and pretend to be the law keepers. And then you had people getting shot in Chaz, and finally the mayor did her job and said, okay, police chief, my bad, you were right. Uh, please go back in there and restore order and take back the six city blocks that these yahoos have uh, overrun. So, you know, defunding the police, even cutting, you know, this or that from their budget is stupid. If anything, they need more training. They need not only the de-escalation training, but self-defense, jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, how to correctly apply a, a carotid artery um, sleeper hold or rear naked choke, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, some places are banning choke holds. You know, there was a stupid incident where this poor boy McLean or McClellan was killed by uh, police and ambulance drivers. Um, he was anemic. He went into a store, bought some iced teas, and was walking home. And he looks bundled up for winter when everyone else is dressed for summer. But he's got a coat on and a ski mask. And somebody with a sound like a Latino accent, before they blame this on white people, because we do everything wrong, and we do do a lot wrong. I'm not a fan of white people either. But, somebody called the police and said, you know, there's a guy walking down the street with a ski mask on, and the police roll up on him, and he tries to say, hey, you know, I got my headphones on, I couldn't hear you, uh, and then, you know, they wrestle him down, and he starts throwing up, and the police just don't do a good job, but those are isolated incidents. The guy that got shot by the Atlanta cops in the Wendy's parking lot was a child beater, a kidnapper, uh, was on probation. He fired a taser at the police, and in a split second, the officer had to decide whether or not to shoot. And I'm sure when the officer stopped, or when the officer squeezed that trigger, the guy was still somewhat turned facing him, but, you know, in a split, in, I guess, one second, we'll say, one, one Mississippi, he turned around and started running again. But the cop's brain had already made the decision 
to send a message to the cop's trigger finger to squeeze the trigger. That's not police brutality. The guy beat up two cops and took their taser and shot the taser at them. So we've got to watch. People have to watch everything and do their own research uh, and see what the cops are really doing and also see you know what Trump is really saying and, and you know look into things and because the media is not telling you anything near the truth in, in any regard anymore they're telling you their opinion of what happened they're telling you what was said they're telling you their opinion of what was said not what someone actually said uh, so it's vital to get the message out there and share the actual live footage in its full context whether it's a police incident or a Trump speech or a, even a Biden speech right if you can see that he's reading off a teleprompter <coughs> while answering questions, then he's not really answering the questions, or he's been given the questions ahead of time, one of the two. So, uh, this this is what we've got. This is what we're up against going into the 2020 election, the most biased media that there's ever been, the most unfair media. That always has to find something negative versus, you know, a good jobs report that comes out. Uh, you know, they, they still found ways to find negative in that. Uh, at the job report press conference, they were asking uh, Muchen, Munchen, Munich, I don't know how to say his name, uh, you know, well, what about the, the racist video that Trump retweeted? Man, a lot of people hit that retweet button without listening. And, you know, Trump said he didn't hear the white power shout until after he retweeted it but you know he you know, he may have just retweeted something like hey look at my great followers not even listening to the audio that well but what of so it, it's just a mess, a total mess. And if we lose Donald Trump, we lose our good economy. We go back to uh, the days when Obama said, well, hey, you know, 10% unemployment is going to be the new norm. This is the new normal for America. Oh, you can't bring jobs back to America. You can't just renegotiate NAFTA. Well, Trump did it. Uh, you know, oh, you can't just renegotiate those 
trade deals with China. That's not how a contract works. Well, Trump did it. And you black, white, Asian, women, Hispanics, we're all getting the jobs because Trump did what they said he couldn't do. So, yeah, yeah, he's abrasive, he's arrogant, he's brash. But he's kept us out of war with Russia. He's not their lackey. He sanctioned them. We killed Russian mercenaries in Syria. He's kept us out of war with North Korea, which Obama said we were headed towards, uh, as well as Hillary said that. Hillary wanted to go to war with Russia and North Korea at the same time. Boy, that would have worked well. Uh, You know, and so Trump's kept us out of this and not been lackey to any of these countries. He's been tough on North Korea and Russia while negotiating with them. So, man, I don't know. If he loses, I I, I honestly don't. I don't know if I want to be on this earth anymore. If I do, I'm moving to somewhere secluded. I'm, I, I just can't see it any other way. You know, you're that or find a way to declare myself disabled and just live off the government tit the rest of my life. I don't know. I guess that's the new norm. Whatever, man. God, uh, God, I hope we save the republic again this election. We saved the republic in 2016 when we elected Trump. We got to save the Republic again in 2024 and, and, you know, get rid of these ultra left-wing Democrats, socialist, communist. So with that, folks, wow, I am depressed now. Now I'm going to watch some wrestling videos or something to cheer me up. Uh, Y'all, God bless you. Uh, There are links in the description to some of the articles and things I talked about. Uh, Pray for one another. And God bless you, America, wherever you are.